You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the war, 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 the Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, welcome to yet another rousing rendition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Your home for all the Carolina Panther talk you can possibly stand. And then just a little bit more. My name is Rob Brown, host of The Rob Brown Show on 97.7 The Fan Upstate in Greenville, 97.1 The Fan Upstate in Spartanburg. You'll notice both of those places in the upstate of South Carolina, right in the middle of Panther Country. You can also listen to that show for free on the Odyssey app. Just search The Fan Upstate and check out The Rob Brown Show 9 to noon every single weekday. We talk a lot of Panthers and everything else. And I say we, because joining me, as always, the gentleman on the other side of the metaphorical glass on this show and that one, he is my co-host. They call him the great one. Lonzo Reitzel is here with us as well. Hey, real quick, real quick, you mentioned Spartanburg, and I don't think we mentioned enough what happens in Spartanburg, at least for now, every fall. And that would be Panthers training camp right here in Spartanburg. So it isn't, I mean, so when you say in the heart of Panther country, it happens right here. Oh, they we bring the to, team to us. Yeah, uh, we get to go out. We get to see them hanging out at Krispy Kreme and, and the Beacon and, and landmarks over in Spartanburg. And uh, and there are pictures and video every August of those guys getting out there and getting in the community. So, so we are right here where the Panthers go. Been there the last two years running. It is not only a... Uh, tremendous experience and opportunity to see the team. But, uh, and I will say this, I've worked with a lot of teams in the places I've broadcasted in the past. I don't know that there is one that has made it as easy to communicate with and get hooked up with uh, than the Panthers. One of our other stations uh, here in Greenville is the flagship station of the Panthers in the upstate. And every time that I have reached out to the Panthers to ask for stuff, uh, they have been more than gracious. As a matter of fact, had a conversation with one of their PR reps earlier today, and we are working on an interview with New Panther head coach Frank Reich for the Rob Brown Show. And if we are able to grab that interview, or I should say when we are able to grab that interview, we will chop it up and we will bring you some highlight selections here on the Views from Mint Street podcast as well. I will let you know if and when we can get that nailed down. I suspect it will be happening. It's just a matter of when. Obviously, Frank Reich is right now elbow deep in putting his new coaching staff together, including, by the way, the announcement earlier this morning of a name that will be coming over 
and joining the team uh, as of this uh, this earlier this afternoon, I should say. And we'll tell you who that is coming up in a minute. Uh, there is also a conversation going on right now with a passing game coordinator of a playoff team this year that could potentially be entered into the OC role here in just a minute. And we'll tell you about that as well. But before we dive into any of that, I would to finish up that thought. Obviously, Frank Reich elbow deep and putting the staff together. Once that gets a little bit more solidified, hopefully we'll be grabbing Frank Reich for a maybe 30-minute sit-down sometime in the near future. And then, as I mentioned, we'll cut that up and bring it to you guys here on the pod as well. That being said, let's get into a couple of the things that we need to get into today. And let us start with the introductory press conference of one Frank Reich. He was introduced to Panthers fans earlier this week, got behind the podium, spoke, uh, gave a little hello speech, took some questions and answers from the media up there in the CLT. And we kicked this a little bit around on the Rob Brown show earlier today. In fact, that entire segment is right now available at thefanupstate.com. Drop the podcast menu down to the Rob Brown show, and it is either the first or second segment that is available. We reacted to the Frank Reich presser at length on the show today. And I wanted to do the same thing here for just a minute, especially after I've had the the, the opportunity to go back and rewatch it, to listen to it a second time. And I think this is kind of where I've landed on the whole thing, Lonzo. Uh, Frank Reich had all of the catchphrases, all of the buzzwords, that the successful coaches do, right? He mentioned it's about details and getting all the details right. You get enough details right, and you're going to get the solution to a problem. You get enough solutions to a problem right, you're going to fix the problems. You're going to have a pretty good team. And I find that interesting when I kind of put that in comparison to what he said later about the coaching staff, where he said, this is not a matter of I'm going to call up all my boys, right? I'm not going to call up the guys I've been around my whole career and build a staff of my friends. I want to build a coaching staff that I can trust in. And, you know, we talk about Matt rule who was brought in as kind of that CEO micromanager coach who developed this OOU feeling of you're either one of us or you're not. And I don't get that vibe from Frank Reich. I, I, I get the vibe. In fact, I saw somebody on social media talking about the fact that there were a number of times during that press conference where Frank Wright kind of stumbled over his words, kind of stopped sentences midway through, and then started a whole new sentence. And there were some spots where Frank Wright wasn't exactly the most eloquent eloquent dude in the world. But I don't need a head coach who sounds good and a presser. I need a head coach who can coach. And I think Frank Wright has shown that he absolutely can. He has shown that he can develop quarterbacks. He pointed that out during his presser. He's a guy that fixes problems within a team. He went out of his way to point out that if you look at his coaching record, almost every single team he was in charge of got better as the season went on. And he made the argument that he thought his dismissal from Indianapolis was probably premature because they fired him halfway through the season when he had a record that was not as bad as some other football teams, including, by the way, the Carolina Panthers. And he said, look, 
every team is going to have problems at the beginning of the year. The question mark is, can you adapt? That's a word he used very frequently. Can you adapt to those challenges? And more importantly, can you make the changes, even if they're tough, to solve those problems? That is something Matt Rule never did. That is something that Frank Frank Reich emphasized that he specializes at. And I agree with that. There are one or two minor problems I had about the presser, and we'll discuss and debate those in a minute, Lonzo. But I thought overall the press conference intro was good. No, he doesn't come across as a guy that owns a podium as a great orator, but he came across as a football coach uh, who gives a damn. And that's kind of what I'm looking for right now, to be honest. Yeah, I don't care if you can talk. I, I really don't. Uh, this is not a uh, – I'm talking about Frank Reich, not talking about you, because obviously Rob Brown, he uh, does speak eloquently. Uh, Brother. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was loud and clear. I, um, I just want you to win games. And in another market, uh, the media might be a little more brutal to you for not being able to, to be up there and, and command – the podium. Hey man, win some games, go up there. I mean, cause you could be getting the opposite. You could get to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Well, we're working on it. We're moving on to uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, you could get that. I don't think you're going to get that with, with Frank Reich. Um, I believe he really wants to be here. And I think that helps a lot. And the fact that his family lives here uh, in Charlotte and he was a winner as a player. He's been a winner as a coach. And I just cannot wait to see what it's like to have an offensive mind coach uh, at the Carolina Panthers helm. I cannot wait to see what that's like. I can't wait to see who his coordinators are. I can't wait to see what direction he's going to go in the draft. Uh, there's just so many things that I'm looking forward to and might not have felt the same way if, if somebody else would have been the coach. Yeah, I uh, listen, I, I know there was and, and we don't need to necessarily get into and do the whole breakdown regarding the guys that aren't the coach. I'm happy to focus on on Frank Reich and what he is as a head coach and what he is as a head coach uh, is a guy that had during his time in Indianapolis a single losing season. It was his second year back in 2019. Uh, you will remember he went seven and nine that year. There was a lot of quarterback turmoil and turnover at that point. The next year he came back, they went 11 and five and were a wild card team. The year after that, they went nine and eight. The year after that, they start this past year, obviously, they went three, five and one, and Frank Reich's contract was terminated halfway through the season. So in five years in Indy, he went to the playoffs twice, but I think it's unfair to not talk about the Andrew Luck retirement, to not talk about the fact that he got stuck with Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback for a full, for a full season. And it's also, but I think if you are going to mention those things, you've got to mention that Brissett and Carson Wentz and uh, Phillip Rivers and some of these guys that he worked with had, if not the best year of their career, very good years under Frank Wright. I think, as we've mentioned a couple of times on this pod and certainly on the show, that I think the decision-making of Jim Irsay this year has kind of led me to believe that he is dangerously close 
to treading into Jerry Jones or Al Davis territory as the owner of that ball club. Uh, and I have question marks about that. But back to Frank Reich and what he said in that intro press conference, and we'll, we'll keep this going for a few more minutes. I thought the couple of references that he made to, listen, it starts and ends with me as the head coach. And listen, every head coach in the NFL is going to say that. But I want to I want to know that you mean it, right? Because, like, again, every coach is going to say, well, it all starts and ends with me. That's fine. But I need to see that you coach that way, right? Like when, when Joe Brady got fired under Matt rule, it very much felt like that was the sacrificial lamb for Matt rule, not have to take, not to have to take accountability for the performance of the Panther offense that year, not a guy who was taking accountability for the team under his direction. I don't get that vibe from Frank Reich. And again, We've had a 30-minute press conference. Let's not act like we've seen the product of the performance on the field. But the guy had a lot to say. I'll give you the other thing. Uh, speaking of attention to detail, I've talked about this on the show today as well. One of the things that I very much appreciated out of Frank Reich was before he even spoke, when David Tepper came off the podium and introduced Frank Reich and gave him the opportunity to come up to the mic and put some words into it, before he did that, he went out of his way to walk out of the island over to the right to shake the hand of every single current Carolina Panther that came out to his introductory press conference to listen to what he had to say. And I know that that doesn't really seem like a big deal, but Frank Reich, a guy who minutes after that would talk about the fact that I want to collaborate the players. It's not a democracy. It's still my decision-making process, but I want to collaborate with the players. I want them to know that they have a voice. They have an input. They have a say. For him to go over and make time to acknowledge them, to shake their hands, uh, to thank them for coming out, those types of little things, Lonzo, to me, at a point in time where the success or failure in the NFL is pretty much dictated by, A, do you have a quarterback, and B, do you have happy players who are who are really laying it out there for you? That felt like a big moment for Frank Reich to me. You know, to that end, if you – I get it's the offseason and guys are on vacation and stuff like that, and some of those guys may not live anywhere near uh, the state of North Carolina. But if you're in the area when your new boss is about to speak, don't you try to make a way to be there? I mean, you would think so, right? Like, yes is the answer. Uh, to make an impression, to say, hey, man, I want to be here. I'm not saying that people didn't come out of protest or anything like that. I just uh, – I uh, think there uh, – I thought there would be a, a better showing. But, again, it's the off season. I mean, I so, say, so they – The off season, these guys got families. I am absolutely willing to say that I would be not – I would not be shocked to find out, especially considering how vocal they were about it, that a few of the players are upset that it is Frank Reich and not Steve Wilkes, right? They, they made it abundantly clear. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, these guys made it abundantly clear that Steve Wilkes was their guy if it was up to them. So I'm sure there are probably a couple of players with, frankly to me, understandably hurt feelings, and maybe that's not why they were there. Like you mentioned, some of these guys got kids. They are two weeks removed from starting their offseason vacation. Um I don't particularly care about that, but the fact that Frank Wright went over to these guys, though, the ones that did care enough to show up and be there and 
welcome their head coach. The fact that he made it a priority to walk over and say, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Shows me that the stuff he said in the presser about collaboration and team effort and the players have a voice wasn't just smoke that he was blowing, but it felt like he meant it.